Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker recap podcast, hosted by myself, Mike Allen, and co-hosted by my brother, Joseph Allen. Joseph, how are you doing this week? How's it going, pal? It's going okay. I'm hanging in there. Um, ready to ready to talk about the show. Hey, talk about the show. Let's get into it. Um, let's pull up my notes. Uh, first thing of note is, um, you know, it looks like Tim's on a green screen if you're watching the show. And if you're listening, you're probably like, oh, he sounds a little dizzy. He sounds like he's on a phone call or something. He doesn't sound as crisp as he would be in the studio. So right away we have a little, you know, where is Tim What's going on here? Um, although they did not address this right away, they just they just kind of went with it. Didn't mention it. The other note is this show happened Wednesday at noon, huh? What happened? I just missed that that happened. Um, I don't know what was going on. I don't know if that was announced on Tuesday or kind of late. Um, either way, I was was not on the ball, and it kind of screwed me up. It screwed me all up because I didn't even know it was Wednesday. I didn't know what day it was. And I thought because office hours on, it was Thursday. And it kind of just screwed up me for a little while. And I was like, oh, shit. No, it's Wednesday. What is happening? So, yeah, I, I, me didn't, up. I, I found out sort of like late or I mean, I, I saw that it happened Wednesday, but I was like, why? What? And so I didn't know. And I was I still listened to it like, you know, uh, maybe a day earlier, but um, it's it wasn't that life-changing for me but uh yeah i didn't i wondered i was wondering why yeah so that's that's interesting they they changed the time but then tim is not there anyway so interesting why did they actually change the time was it you know i think um i think the the main guest of the show nick thorburn said thanks for accommodating my schedule i wonder if it was for his schedule um we'll never know but Interesting to have, uh, you know, Tim, Tim zoomed in there. It was, um, you know, made for a, a different energy, I think. But he was, right off the bat, he did a whole religious kind of thing that was, was pretty funny. I thought he started off strong. Um, and then, um, you know, we yeah, moved the, through a couple. The one funny thing about it was him saying that he wanted a statue erected in front of the church where he was born. That actually was a funny thing that I felt like was a strange thing to, to think about. But a sp- uh, yeah. A sp- yeah, he said a spaghetti statue in the front of the church. Yeah. I, I hope that that could happen someday. But, you know, just the idea of it is so silly. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny to think about yourself in a way to jokingly talk about how you know, you should have a statue of yourself erected <laughs> in front of at the church, church. Where you, at a church where you, uh, you know, yeah. And, um, or at a hospital you know, where you're born. This, I think that this little light kind of funness at the beginning of the show, I don't think really, we really got back to this goofy energy for the rest of the show. Uh, you know, I'm no, just going to like, I was, it was very goofy on. right off the bat and I was like, okay, good. And then, you know, this guy, you know, sometimes just a zoom so there's this writer guy called on the Zoom, and he's got a he's got a cigar, stogie. he's got a stogie, and he's talking about how he writes for, like mainly black television shows, and it was like, I don't know, but that is just, 
it just wasn't the right vibe. It was just like, what? Who is this fucking guy? He does not fit in with this world. Um, but whatever. Anybody's allowed to watch the show, I guess. But sometimes a call like that that they talk to for a while and entertain a guy like that. Just it's just like, ugh. Okay, well, you know, I, you know what I mean. It just kind of takes. I the, do know what you mean. Yeah, there's I like an energy. Like, yeah, I don't really care about this guy and. Let's move along and like I feel like they were interested a little bit because he's you know he was could talk clearly and confidently, but it was also just not interestingly funny or there was nothing brought to it by us going down the whole rabbit hole other than finding out that a white man with a stogie writes for black television and that I do find that alarmingly strange but, yeah it's just like uh, a bummer it's just like who's who yeah, calling in to brag about that i'm a perfectly good black person right now um and bragging about it so yeah and like sitting back with a stogie is just like just like the worst look i, I don't know it just wasn't it's like you don't have to i don't know I, tim asked so we went down there um city of the day brought to you by kip wingers chip finger um I thought the I thought the initial concept of this was kind of funny, having like a chip finger kind of a condom sort of thing, so your fingers don't get all greasy from the, you know, from or like discolored from the from the chips. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the thought, the imagery that it puts in your mind is like, yes, we've all had to put our hands in the bag, and it your <laughs> fingers get all caked in like orange goo or like salty wet grease and just that imagery and then you have you know we can sell you a product that resolves some of those issues like trying to make that into something is what they did here and is it big laughs no there's not enough like comedy to that concept other than the words being silly together so uh, yeah did you know where I land uh, did you know who Kip Winger was I, honestly, I have I had no idea, and seeing like the winger like made like into a metal sort of logo on the screen like that doesn't really get me excited that much. But I I get it, but it's not overly exciting. It's a little Maybe. bit of a little bit of a stretch. I mean, somebody must have had a little fascination of this guy. He I guess he was in Alice Cooper's band and then had his own band called Winger. I've never heard of them, but that seems like a deep cut. Um, it's some some nerdy metal shit that I never. Went so with. nerdy metal shit. Who are you guessing is bringing the nerdy metal shit? Maybe Matt. Matt with the nerdy metal shit. That's a good guess. Uh, we got a we got a call in. I got a text guess from Tucci, which I thought was fun. Uh, he is guessing Vic. With Kip a good guess. I would maybe Vic would yeah. be my second choice. Yeah, I like those. I like those guesses of uh, Matt or Vic, but um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Matt knows Kip Winger, and then and then Doug says Doug Chip Finger. Doug silly pun Doug, Doug Doug goes Chip Finger. So it's a, Chip I'm, Finger. I'm going, yeah. I'm going Doug. I'm going a Matt Doug combo platter here, perhaps. I, you know, I I agree one hundred percent. Okay, Joe's like sort of going with it. Doug's got his greasy fingers all over that one. <laughs> uh, we got a new code. This code is by Vic. 
Um, we went over that Doug is still unhappy about Matt's <laughs> old code in the Harlem Globetrotters, which I thought was funny because we also were a little, you know, confused about that one. But uh, I, I thought I heard Vic said nobody's ever going to get it. I couldn't tell, but Montpierre, Montpierre, Vermont is the first city. I Googled it because I was just like, maybe I should get on the code here right away. See if this brings anything up because it's kind of a random city and it didn't. So it's got to be something attached to something else. Um, so, yeah, I would say this was a you know very run of the mill, you know, uh, city of the day. Uh, we had Don Jr. We had Uncle Phil coming back on as Don Jr., which was, um, you know, I think uh, I think less hilarious than he was the last time he was on. It was entertaining. Um, I think uh, the whole like end bit of it, so he's making, you know, it started off with him talking about how he's making cocaine out of the gas. And there's a gas shortage and the Russian, you know, and he's got the bags of gas and he's smoking a cigarette. Like, I thought that aspect of it was a little, I don't know. It's a little like old SNL skit or something like, oh, I'm holding the flammable thing and I'm smoking. Like, it's like, I don't it's know. It's a little in the weeds with. It's just not smoke, very. Chain smoking, you know, Don Jr. and the cocaine bit. Like, you did it already. Like. I don't know. I I also found it to be not making me laugh much, and I don't know. I w I wanted it to be fun. Right? I thought maybe he was gonna bring some some good yeah. bits to it, but it it it, it didn't fell do a little it fell me. a little flat. Maybe if there was some sort of like really goofy, you know, like vulgar, like if he like blew up and they had some sort of graphic of a bloodied like Don Junior like screen with his blown up body or like. I thought they were going. I thought there was going to be a button to this thing. There was. Yeah, yeah. He's got the gas, like some ex shitty looking explosion, like some sort of little graphic thing that was put together where his screen, but instead it just like went, just cut out. Yeah, the I really did think it was going to have like there was going to be something where he was going to blow himself up, but it and they were almost anticipating it and it just didn't happen. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so not, not a lot, not a lot of hilarity there. Um, I thought something somewhat interesting was this, this, the, the, uh, Office Hours Live mascot called in and asked, she was asking about people's internal monologue and like how they picture things in their mind, which, you know, I thought it was like, you know, it was kind of an interesting discussion to have with the guys and it led to some interesting stuff. The, um, the initial question, like when somebody says Apple, what do you picture what for you personally? Do you picture an actual 3D apple or a picture of an apple or Yeah, I picture a 3D apple. Uh I picture a particular apple that I eat a lot. Uh What kind? To, I go to multiple stores and I get different ones. My favorite apple I guess is the, the Super Dragon. Super Dragon. I've never heard of that. That's a, that's one that I don't always come upon, but when I do, it's like the best one. It's so crunchy and sweet and delicious. So Is it a Fuji style situation? It's, it's it's like a higher, it's a better Fuji, better Fuji. A better Fuji. Okay, I, I go Fuji. I get the big bags of Fujis. Fuji's uh, great. I love Fuji. Uh, you know. But. Yeah. I just yeah I can't I can't be dealing with it I can't be taking chances anymore I get the bag of Fujis and they're usually all crispy 
And, you know, when I start experimenting with apples, which I have done quite a bit, you know, I, I'm running into some duds in there. And it's a real bummer when you get a dud apple. Yeah, you got to get them from the, the actual farmers. Uh, sure. The, you know, in Buffalo, they have a farmer's market that is starting pretty soon. And they have all the farmers have all the good apples there. and You mm-hmm. can really enjoy those. So that's what I think of. I don't think of a green apple. I think of a, a red apple. And uh, that's... Uh-huh. You know, and you know, Tim says Apple, like Gwyneth Paltrow, is uh, as a, a child named Apple, and I was thinking he's just going for comedy. He's not really thinking about that, or yeah, no, that's, a, think that's about kind of Apple a lame cell phones. Kind of a, you know, I think like, he's just. I don't a, know I if I think a... Apple cell phones when someone says Apple. I go right to the, and so they all discuss the different things that and how their brain sort of thinks about different things, and sure, that's an interesting thing to bring up. And bring to the table, it, it's like one of these personality kind of questions, like you know. That yeah, I don't know how much you learn. About. I don't know how much you learn about somebody, but you know, it's just interesting to hear people's different takes. This led to Tim kind of talking about this, this thing where you, this like anxiety-driven thing where this you get you get like too aware of your body. Does that ever happen to you? That does happen to yes. me. Yeah, okay, it happens. It, I mean, it's maybe a form of a panic attack. Yeah, that a little lesser like form of it, but and then I I think somebody said like maybe when you smoke pot you get really you get in your head a lot and like I've had that experience too of like I'm just hyper aware of like breathing all of a sudden hyper aware of my heart beating and mm-hmm. uh, but yeah when that happens it's weird and you feel like oh my god my life is happening right now and I'm very aware of it and uh, yeah. A panic. It's like it feels like a, a, a small panic attack. Yeah, Honestly. I've I've had it one time really bad in an airport when I was walking to catch a flight one day. Suddenly, I just thought about my body and breathing, and like and like I just got all sweaty, and like I had to like stop and run and get water and like drink a bunch of water because I was like I don't know what else to do. I feel like I'm gonna faint, and um, that was back in the day where I was much less you know, in shape. And, um, I think, I think looking back on it, it maybe had something to do with that. Like I was just like kind of rushing through the airport. I was overheated and like just a moment where like all this stuff kind of built up and it was like a physical thing that then triggered something in my brain to kind of have a little meltdown. But I'm always thinking about my body and like the, how it's this machine, this complex machine of lots of things all working together to make me work and like i i think it's i'm slightly obsessed with it to like thinking about it and i I go on wikipedia and i like read about all these different really intricate words and ideas Mm -hmm. and like i I sort of am very fascinated with it so i think i think more about it than maybe a normal average person does on a daily basis but the the actual thing that tim is talking about i get that sometime when i'm driving like my Mm -hmm. brain just gets there and I'm okay. just like, oh, my God, my heart's beating, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I'm breathing right now. But the being aware of your your body is very much in my brain a lot. And uh, I think about it a lot. So it's a very human uh, trait. You know, I don't think many animals are thinking about their breathing. Um, there was some trouble in the chat, I guess. I don't know what exactly it was. Um, I wonder if it was sexist or racist or whatever it was, but. Uh, yeah, there was some trouble, some troublemakers in the chat that Matt had to go squash out. 
Uh, Sarah Squirm came on. She was a surprise guest. She wasn't originally announced, and she came on to promote a new movie, um, which or a new short. I, I don't. You know, they call it a movie sometimes. They call it a show sometimes. They call it a short at another time. I really don't know what it is. Um, I guess it's at a thing called Means TV. I haven't gone and checked it out, and I, I kind of stand by Tim here, where I think Sarah Squirm's a little too gross for me. Um, like her whole energy, like I, I follow her on social media and stuff and like, she's always doing like pussy zits and I don't know, just like her, I mean, I know she's called Sarah Squirm and that's part of the charm there, but yeah, I'm not a huge, I'm not big into that style thing and I don't, I'm not rushing out to watch her stuff because I kind of know, you know, I sort of can understand what's coming. Um, well, I'll just say that. I also follow her on social media, and I'm very impressed with her work, and I like the stuff she's making. And I haven't, wa- I also have not watched it, but I want, I want to check it out. And I think I may have saw a clip of it just in her Instagram feed, like previously, like throughout the weeks of her making a mask or something. It just looks really creative and, and cool. And I'm sort of into like the gross stuff, like that, the mm-hmm. creative gross stuff, and. Like she's yeah. got these weird eyeballs, and it really reminds me of like Subaldar Dolly a little bit. Like there's weird surrealist surrealist things going on in her stuff, but it's mm-hmm. also gross and squirm like, and I think it's really cool. And I also like her vibe coming on the show and being like, "Come on, check out my shit. Like I'm making this shit. Like you know, give me time." And I also found it funny that Tim's just like, "Yeah, I make gross shit, but I don't watch." other people's gross shit i only make my own gross shit yeah so that was a weird thing to hear but uh i think yeah, it makes so. i think it makes sense and i like i think i cannot kind of understand um where tim was coming from on that one but yeah no i agree i think sarah's like artwork and her paintings and some of her like stuff that's not gross but she has plenty of she just has weird stuff i like it and i like her as a person i think she's funny and i like her energy i was just talking about like Am I going to go rush and watch her movie? Not if I'm hearing already that like within the first couple minutes, it's like a gross thing. Like I, I don't, you know, it's just, you know, like when she passes by myself, I like her when she's a, when she's a guest on the show, I like her when she's a guest on the pound cast, I like her, but I'm not like doing my extra work for squirm. Unfortunately, I think it's, it's really, it's actually really funny to me that she comes on and like, she, it's a big love fest, but Tim's just like, well, I just don't want to, and I just won't, <laughs> and like, and wants to put up a fight of like why he should, and like, makes me sick, and like, and it's like, it's amusing because it would be easy for him to just say, oh, of course I'm gonna watch your stuff, but he's like, no, I'm gonna go the other way with this and make her work, explain the whole thing to me, so and and sell me on it, and like, that's a good idea to do that because. Yeah, it, it did sell me to make me want to watch. It did make me want to watch it after she was like laying it all out. It sounds really cool. So, I mean, even if Tim was being serious somewhat, like I think it was a good way to get her to talk about it a little more. And like Doug's no, like saying, a- like my, I'll watch your thing over going camping over like any all the things I love most. Yeah, in my actually, life is your thing. It, like, yeah, who I, I wants that- to hear that exactly? Not me, but I thought the um- it's cute. I thought it led, yeah, that, like, <laughs> Tim, like, you know, uh, calling out 
Vic and Doug's favorite things. Like, all right, put Sarah Squirm on a list of <laughs> of stuff. You know, that was funny because, you know, he's just listing. He's just quickly summarizing people <laughs> by their, you know, all right, you're Doug. You like this, 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 and this, and this. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's fun. You, you like, we all know that too. But Tim being so quick at it to just summarize somebody. I don't think he missed, you know, he, he was right about all that stuff when it came to, to Vic and Doug. He nailed it, so... Fun little segment with Sarah Squirm. Nice little surprise, um, which led us to Doug and the big game we played here. Doug was grossed out to the point of almost vomiting while editing Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job. Um, Any guesses? uh, Did you have any initial guesses when they threw this out? I feel like it was revealed on another podcast like he was that I listened to. And I was like, where did he say that was? Like, he told that story somewhere. I don't even, I don't know if it was on Poundcast. I don't know if yeah. it was, it was like maybe I, I heard him on like Doug Loves Movies back in the day and, or, or the Doug show. Like, I heard him on these different things and he might have talked about that. And I did that. I was like, he told what his, what the thing was. And then when it was revealed, it was like, oh yeah, I remember he said that on a podcast somewhere. So, okay. I but you, you remember. were, you were trying to think of what he had said rather than, yeah. I, and the thing that struck me is it wasn't like what you'd think because pretty gross. I mean, pretty gross. What it ended up being was pretty gross. I found myself just struggling to think of, uh, one at all, but one that did come to my mind, which is the same character which isn't really really that gross, but it just came to mind was um, I kiss, kiss, kiss my sis in the lips, um, which is the same character. It's the same kids bop. Yeah, yeah. And I, that came to mind. I was like, it's not that because it's not that gross. But it came to mind because I just really couldn't think of skits. And that, that was on the Valentine's uh, Day skit. And it is pretty fucking gross. There's like a big like lick, you know, and it's like this weird little cutout gross little sister they made out of a little you know it's just like i remember that one that one yeah. was a little fucked up it's fucked up it's maybe not not it's not maybe not like vomit inducing but it's gross it's, it's just like going in for that uh yeah straight in just an incest joke is like just you know and they're like supposed to be little kids it's just like uh you know something, yeah, something thinking, dark and i gross was thinking about, about all these other things that anyone would totally guess because there, there's like very D, yeah, D pants with food there's like poo pants there's you know there's all these fucking con- contraptions that i mean just yeah show. even like casey and his brother like that yeah, thing like was gross like that gross like, food on people's faces and you know yeah a lot of tons of gross i mean i feel like casey it was just a gross thing spaghetti's a gross thing like all the but, uh, all the noises but i think you know doug obviously I think the point is that Doug was creating a lot of that grossness with sound effects and with editing. So for him to actually be grossed out himself by something really had to be something specific, which it was. It was booger eating, and that's horrible. <laughs> and There was uh, lots of like barfing and other gross things I recall seeing in, in the show, and I was thinking there, it could be something like that. But then somebody brought up an outside-the-box thing with like flashing lights were making you sick. Sounds, like, yeah. Sounds yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, you know, I I wasn't getting that. I no. I didn't really know, and I I was stumped. So when he did reveal it, I was like, yeah, it was unassuming. Like, cause there's so many. I just honestly didn't even barely. So here's my problem. I don't remember any of these episodes. It's all a blur to me. All that Tim and Eric memory. I hammered them back in the day, and when I see one, it rec- I recall the memories. But if somebody gun to my head starts to tell me, hey, list your favorite 
Tim and Eric sketches, I'm like, I don't have very many. Like it's it's a lot of it's cleared out of my brain. Like it just I don't know. Like it's well, it's been, me, been a long fucking time. For me, the ones are, that are most memorable are like the first two seasons because we watched those way too many times, and then like when it got into the later seasons, like it, it, yeah, it became like where I wasn't watching them over and over as much and. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't remember. Half yeah, in the beginning, like, it was so new. It was so like, oh my god, I've never seen anything like this before. So it was just like you're yeah. showing people, and you're like, oh my god, you got to see this Kitty thing. Cat man, and like do 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 do, like yeah, all that shit yeah. is locked in my brain forever. Do 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 do. Yeah, sports. Um, I want to yeah. you know sit on you. Um, petite feet, like there. Yeah, petite there feet, so- feminine step definitely goes that that goes through my head. But I I couldn't like pinpoint what episode that was in or like. No. What was surrounding I, it, I would you have, know what I mean? I would have to put it on, and I'm sure it would fucking blow my mind again, because it, it it always did. And, like, watching the clip show for, like, Valentine's, it brought back, like, oh, I re- this is, like, so disturbing, like, this shit with the, the, the guy, like, the guy and the girl, and, like, I want to get yeah, you all yeah. night long, and, like, all that shit was so... Fucked yeah. up to watch again and just like man this is so dark and like i totally forgot about all this and yeah well he was just it was just so mean it was like yeah <laughs> just the meanest <laughs> but then but then like they turn it around where it's sweet at the end which is nice but like it's mean and it's like just like the most it's mean and disgusting where he's talking about like her being wet and just like you know just like so <laughs> it's like god how did you yeah and, and even in those clip even, shows they were like also watching it and being like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we did these things." They, yeah, they we were, were so their mean. Own shit. Exactly, exactly. But um, so that was a fun little game to to throw a little Tim and Eric into the into the show was fun by Doug. Um, it was revealed at the end that it was the booger sketch. Um, we were trying to figure out where Tim was. Uh, he was clearly in a hotel. He was in front of a curtain, um, which was you know kind of slowly revealed out, and um. A kid called in from Jerusalem. You know, Matt said, you want to get a little serious here? He was an Israeli citizen. And yeah, geez, talk about a fucking hard right turn into uh, into a serious situation, which I'm not going to lie. I'm just out of I'm just not as in touch with this uh, conflict as I sh- like. I'm just not like up to date with it. I know it's just an ongoing conflict that's been going on for a really long time. And I guess over 100 are- years. Yeah, but I just I, I think the right more now there's stuff is really like alarming and it's, it's yeah definitely like you know it it's very not unlike our situation with Trump. I mean, they got their own shitty person there, and then there's like terrorists, you know, and right wing, and there's like some crummy terrorists on the Palestinian side, like, and it's just these people caught in between and a. Mm-hmm. You know, and citizens that don't deserve to be caught in between, and it's just not good, and a lot of racial, racist things, and so all that stuff just is everywhere, and we're not just because it's here, and it feels real to us here. When it's over there, it's you know, you know, these things just don't ever go away, and there's these poor citizens that are just caught in the middle of it, and yeah, it's it you know, and so this guy he's. He's like, uh, like us, like a liberal guy who lives in, like, um, Israel, and he's just like, it's a lot. The, the way he explains it is, it's a lot like 
what was going on here during you know some of the protesting and Black Lives Matter movement and the right coming up against it and and uh, trying to start trouble and like you know create violence and uh, you know the anti it's a little uh, more movements little... the KKK getting involved and like it's a yeah. lot of that is very feels familiar so. Um, yeah, no, I, I I appreciated the kid calling in and, you know, and I appreciated the show, you know, taking that moment and then they, you know, had a, another guy who claims to be an expert um, on After Hours called in and they kind of got into it even deeper. Um, but you know what, Matt and Tim and these guys kind of didn't want to pretend like they knew the whole situation or, or anything like that. And I'm going to take that same stance. I'm not going to pretend like I completely understand the full situation i know it's a mess but I, i'm i'm out of touch personally um and I, i've heard you know, a few podcasts about i don't feel it, great so about I it i know a little bit more but it's you know it's not anything that anyone can do about it here you're just kind of like watching and it's like theater of like the highest fucked upness that you, you mm-hmm. just can't believe this shit is so bad over there and you wish the best that could happen but it's not gonna stop you know this war has been or this conflict is just like an endless thing that doesn't stop and yeah. we got there's crummy right wing people over there too and they are terrible terrible yeah well if one person has a solution it is nick thorburn uh which they they did the same transition i just did they said nick's gonna come on with the solution um nick thorburn i know nick mostly from the unicorns that was Mm-hmm. the band that I associated with Nick and he went on to make islands, which mm-hmm. I saw. We, I think we, did we, did, we, did, we, did I go with you to see, I went to Toronto and saw islands and um, I thought we saw the unicorns, but maybe it was just islands that we saw, but it was right in that time. It was early. Where... It was early islands. And I think they might've played a unicorn. They might play, played like some unicorn stuff, but yeah, I was all over unicorns as well. And, uh, islands, you know, I was, telling my wife yeah nick thorburn you know who he is and he was in islands and i was saying like yeah i guess i haven't listened to the islands in a while and i you know i haven't really listened to that kind of music that much lately and if i'm going to listen to that kind of music i probably won't listen to the islands but you know you know islands or me uh, listen islands for me has has always been in the they've made a bunch of out they said he made eight albums or something like they've Mm -hmm. been very forgettable for whatever reason like you put them on like a new you hear a new album comes out i'll listen to it and i'll say oh that's nice but like nothing on the album is like so great that i want to listen to it again and then i forget about it and then before you know it there's another new islands album and i'm like oh i'll check that one out and then the same thing happens again i feel like that's happened for like their last five or six albums I hate to say it, it's it's they're not they don't bring me back and like I've never was just like I gotta get that island New Islands record like I have my old stuff and I don't go back to it and uh, that said I will yeah it's sad that maybe yeah. maybe I should check stuff out again and give it another chance so I follow I him I follow Islands on Spotify so when this song Tim brought up the song um, oh god now I lost the name of it uh, we can do it on the weekend maybe or something like that it was. It's their new song. It is like a real poppy, like upbeat island song that sounds, you know, a little more reminiscent of maybe the unicorns or something that was just like a little more upbeat and fun and playful. And I, it came on in my Spotify like release playlist, 
and I liked it. I was like, oh, this is a good song. This is a good song. Like, this is fun and just so... But he does... I struggle with the with Nick's kind of singing voice a bit. It's like a little Rivers Cuomo-y to me where it has this kind of alternative, like... It, he doesn't sound like Weezer, but he I get the same kind of... Uh, I have the same kind of problem with it where, like, when I hear a new Weezer thing, it just sounds like... Like Weezer's still making songs? Like why? Like why are you doing that? Like you have your like ten songs. Like like I can't like listen. They sound like a parody of themselves or something. They sound like a joke now because it's like you can't make new. You can't make more Weezer songs. Like you just can't. Like it just sounds like Weezer doing Weezer, which is weird. I, I don't know. I don't know if you know what I mean, but like it's I have the same problem with the islands. I don't. I haven't listened to the islands in so long. I can't even know like the reference because I also haven't listened to Weezer in so long either. Yeah. But I know of they like, just all I, I know sound... undone sweater song. You know, I could tell yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. Like... If you listen to a new Weezer song <laughs> that came out, like if you came, if you listen to like a brand new Weezer song, it sounds exactly like that. I Still, can't. I won't. Like I, I know, I but it's won't. like not, I and mean, it's like not as good, and because it's not as new and exciting, because you know you're not. 14 so i feel like the unicorns is kind of the same thing or the the islands because i was like liked them right when they came out and it just hasn't changed much and the voice is so specific and the type of music they make is kind of similar that um that, yeah no that that's my islands rant but nick's a good, cool guy um and he's made some cool stuff and i like whenever i hear it, he's involved with something I, i'm like oh yeah nick from my, the islands or from unicorns he's cool I, I forgot that he did the theme for cereal like i was like yeah oh, yeah. yeah like yeah. I, when that cereal came out you had to hear every episode like and music, music by, by nick thick thorburn and i'm yeah, like, yeah that's so weird yeah strange um I'm, it's funny it's i'm glad somebody asked about that cuz i definitely forgot but let's get to the actual interview, which I did not find terribly interesting. We just talked a lot about Nick Thorburn and the Islands, but the actual... We did a Gilligan's Island bit that wasn't very funny. Um, Vic played his middle name game, which Tim doesn't like, and <laughs> just like just, just kind of shot down the energy of it. Uh, we had a little Brian Eno chat out of the, the middle name game. Um, I like which, Brian Eno chats. I like it too, like, but he just, but Nick's answer was very like, oh, what's your least favorite Brian Eno record? Oh, probably those new Coldplay records. Okay, that's kind of an easy out, and I like those Coldplay records, so taste it. Um, I haven't listened the, to those, but and the, uh, the, yeah, I, love, Bri- I yeah. love Brian Eno. I've been taking deep dives into all his real good ambient stuff lately, and I'm loving it, so yeah. Yeah. Well, they're talking about, uh, you know, and then the, a lot of the conversation was just like really just like talking about making a record which was very like oh yeah well, you know did you make that before the quarantine or like mm-hmm. it's just like oh my god like this is not <laughs> not well, that's, so that's what you strong have to do um, when you have somebody you're catching up with that you haven't that you lost touch yeah, with yeah, yeah 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 i think tim as his friend is like legitimately interested in these things like oh yeah so when did you start working out you know like but it's just like for the audience you know Play a game uh, again, or play a game, play. yeah. Because yeah. Nick seems like he has a sense of humor, and we like didn't get it. I don't think they, we got. They much tried, and it was a fail with the Gelligan because he's a Canadian and he didn't watch Gelligan's Island, and it was just like a total, you know, blo- they blew it. Yeah, well, I mean, but that was like a dumb idea anyway, and 
Then they talked sure. a lot about Van Morrison, was... and they just like talked kind of seriously about Van Morrison, so it wasn't very funny. Uh, Van Morrison is a total like lost, like he he's killed it for me. Like I loved Van Morrison, and I had a lot of his albums, and it's like this new shit is so like terrible. Like why did you why did you have to be that guy? Why did you have yeah. to be the worst guy ever? And yeah, yeah, that sucks. Like that he's a loser. Uh, so this about wrapped up the show, and <laughs> like I said, we the booger sketch was revealed. What was not revealed was where Tim was. A lot of guesses, a lot of wrong guesses. Um, and Joe, you mentioned to me that you had not have a chance to listen to After Hours, so you don't know where Tim was, which I think is kind of fun because I do, but you have a guess, and I yeah. want you to tell me your guess. My guess was Atlanta. And my the reason I was guessing Atlanta is because I thought maybe he got a part in a movie and he was on location and it could have even explained why they were on a different day or a different time because he had to, mm-hmm. you know, make time for being in a movie or something. So that was my guess. I was thinking maybe that he was on the East Coast even, so they were doing it, you know, yep, uh, at noon because of that and. And, you know, Atlanta just seems like an East Coast Hollywood sort of place to be, you know, and I don't know. There was no other wisdom other than that. That was my guess. Well, Joe, you nailed it. He was in Atlanta and he was shooting a Disney Plus show, not a movie, but a Disney Plus show that he did not reveal what it was. So you nailed it. And a guesser nailed it too. after about three or four calls. Somebody said Atlanta and, and they were right. And um you know, he'd, he'd given some clues and stuff, uh, which you didn't see these clues because you didn't uh, have a chance to listen to After Hours. But let's say After Hours was not very, uh, you know, so mainly Tim explained that he's very busy right now, that he's was in Disneyland and then he got sick and now he's in Atlanta and he's shooting something in Italy and, you know, kind of went over that, seemed a little bit preoccupied, obviously, which maybe was... You know, maybe because of, maybe that brought some of the energy. Um, and then we got a call from the from an Israel-Palestine expert, uh, self-proclaimed, and they went, you know, kind of deeper into this discussion again. And Tim gave them time and gave the guy the, the floor, and they kind of just went into this for a while, which again took the show kind of down this um, down this path. And then. Um, and then one thing that I think that you would want to go back and listen to was it was a good long drop concert, like probably the longest one ever, and very very epic. You know, well, I, maybe we, I did get a little minutes. taste of that on the, the the original episode. Like I was gonna say before you got right into the other thing is that the drop concert on the end of the show, which usually doesn't. They usually wrap it up really quick, like, and it, it sort of went a little bit. But I was gonna say, like, that was finally something fresh, like all new, all new drops, like a lots of like sharp, like good things going on in it. And I was just like, I hadn't heard one repeat drop. I hadn't, I heard all new ideas. Like it just sounded fresh. And maybe they, maybe somebody heard my criticism of of something, <laughs> or I don't know, but. I, I will go back because to listen yeah. to that because I so, really enjoy the drop concerts. It's like one of my favorite things. Yeah, of, I think I think that you would very, very much like this one. And I think some of the stuff that you're saying right now, there was fresh 
drops, even though I, the thing you were talking about with Vic, maybe, oh, he like repeats this thing and he, he goes to this box of political things or whatever. Listen, he does that. That is part of the thing. But when they're new and fresh and when they like make sense and they have a good flow, that is the essence of a good drop concert. And then Doug was banging out the beats and it was just a good one. It was like really long and really good. And, 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 and I would definitely um, suggest checking well, it out. I'm glad to hear it. Like uh, I saw that after hours was an hour and, and not unlike Tim, I'm also busy. And so I didn't I wanted to, to listen to it. I just didn't have a chance. Yeah, about 20 not- minutes of that is drop concert. So yeah, to hear that, that I'm definitely going to go back and listen, and maybe I'll listen to some of the mix that was put out there this week, and you know yeah. that um, that'll be fun. So quickly, uh, your pitchfork rating for the episode, main episode. Uh. <laughs> you went with a 5.0 last week as point of reference. Yeah. Um, so, I know. so if you're going, was this better or worse than last week for you? You can work from there. Well, I didn't watch After Hours, so it's not going to be a fair. No, thing. but we 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 did we gave the score before we talked about After Hours last week. It was okay. a it's a well, main I'll show just, main I'll show just make score it a main show only judgment. And so last week I gave it a five. This week I'm going to give it a five point nine. Five point nine. We go up from last week. Okay, I got an update from Mike Tucci, who last week gave the score like a 7.2 and this week much lower score he started with a 4.6 yikes but then he bumped it up to a 5.6 um after rethinking his score and he said you know he kind of maybe he said the guys are you know it's also turned out matt was sick and um you know so he got kind of gave a pity point back to a 5.6 i'm gonna take my score down to I'm going to go very similar to you. I'm going to go a 5.7. So Tucci goes 5.6. I go 7. You go 5.9. I think we're all a little just, you know, a little just, okay, this one was fine. But it was no, uh, it wasn't best new music. And it was, um, you know. Last week I I feel like I was sort of judging a little harshly. But I felt like it was, it it maybe had it coming. But this week I was just like, this was better, but not by much. And so. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the thunder, you know, and we might not get it for a while because, you know, it's hard to be always funny. Like I, I'm I was saying earlier to Naya, she was I was saying, like, yeah, it hasn't been funny in a while. Like, wh- like, where's where's Nick Nolte been? Like, where's where's the funny like voices? Where's all like the funny well, game like things? Yeah, that, yeah. Like these off the cuff well, things that just they wing it and, like. This is the thing. They wing it so that when there's no plan, and I think when Tim is... So, like, another thing is I didn't. I only watched about half the show, and then I was preoccupied. I, like, I, I went for a run, and I listened to the rest of the show, which I usually don't do. So that was an that was another kind of thing to, to think about. I'm always watching, and I didn't have time. I needed to get a run in. Um, but, yeah, I'm very, very busy in my life right now. I'm preoccupied, and... I'm actually, you know, have to announce that we're probably going to have to put the show on a little bit of a less uh, regular schedule after this week because I'm traveling, like Tim, I'm traveling to Italy to work on a project for a month and then I'm going to England for a month and then I'm going to Tokyo for a month. So I'm going to be gone and uh, I don't know when I'm going to have time to squeeze this in, but I'm hoping I get some free moments here or there to listen, but to record 
probably be a little bit more difficult to do it weekly. So we'll see. We're going to play it by year. You know, maybe we'll maybe once something, uh, you know, if something kind of bigger happens in the OHL world. Yeah. Well, I think maybe waiting, like if we're getting these kind of, I don't want to say run of the mill, but just like kind of regular season game episodes here. um, There's, I don't think there's a huge hurry or anything to, uh, you know, to, to record right away, but yeah, I'm we sure can so. bank bank a few episodes. And, yeah, we'll and bank then, a few and then, and then just kind of rip through the highlights. Yeah, I think that'll be fine. Um, so that's the little announcement. And uh, but as always, we're going to get to our after dark, after hours, our own version, which is our Poundcast recap. And uh, well, everybody, if you've if you're listening to this then I hope that you maybe listened to the Poundcast, knowing that we do that now, and uh, maybe you'd be surprised to see that I personally was the guest of the Poundcast. I was actually going to make a joke and say that, you know what, the whole purpose of me starting this podcast was to eventually be on, you know, get noticed by, you know, get myself onto the Poundcast, and now that I've succeeded with that, we can just stop doing this podcast. Like, I don't need to... I did it. Like I, I made it onto, I made it into their world and onto their podcast. So now I wouldn't I can have just, been surprised if you just. I said, can just We're retire. Done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> I can retire. What, like what else is there to do? I mean, I guess, I guess I, I guess I could go on office hours. And I've thought about maybe hitting up Matt and saying, "Hey, if you guys are hurting for, I could, I could do this." Um, you could Sarah squirm it. I could do this defensive uh, jam bands, kind of like the defensive ska guy. I mean, who knows who that guy is? I probably have more interesting stuff to say than him. <laughs> maybe i don't know well let's let's talk about that did you listen to the poundcast of course yes i listened okay well give me your honest opinion of the episode it was one of the better episodes really i, I was yeah there was um you know you chimed in right off the bat you you, you didn't like uh wait to be introduced you kind of like were right there the whole way through and like you brought interesting things to say up front and like i knew what what would happen when you got on there you might have like you know want to start talking and being asked things and that they would just interrupt you and like go down rabbit holes of weirdness and it definitely did that they're interrupting and going on tangents and that's what they do and you know that's the you eventually got to what you wanted to talk about and there, all of that was there as well and you know i I listened to everything and I was like, yeah, Mike, you did it. And you got to say your stuff. And like, they, it sounded like they really liked you and you know, uh, that you're going to be possibly working together in the future. And that's literally, I feel like the main reason why you wanted to do this podcast is to like, maybe make that contact. So mission accomplished. And you know, do we even have to keep doing this? <laughs> uh, well, we'll see about that. I I have some of my own nitpicks about the show, okay? I listened, I have not listened fully back, but the sound quality of my voice was horrendous on this, whatever, however he's recording me through Zoom or whatever. I'm, reco- I'm hooked up to a nice microphone with an Apollo Twin Universal Audio, uh, you know, input into my computer and uh you know interface i have like a professional interface for music and i don't know I, did you think my vo- voice sounded like crap i wasn't like going to was... say anything about that but yeah it did i th- i was thinking oh well it must be the thing that they're making you use to be on their podcast and 
whatever that is. It why do they sound? Like why do they? Why do they sound good? What's the difference? I don't know. It, I don't know. They're, they're using maybe, you know, they're plugged into the main. They're they're Zoom technology they're, for outside I people. I could see. Shit. I could. I, I could see why Doug would be crystal clear if he's the one recording. But Brent is Brent is in a different place, so he. Sh- I, mean, I, I guess Brent doesn't sound that great either, but he sounds he sounded better than I did. And I'm recording know, like a the, nice thing. The Zoom technology just wasn't making it to them. Like maybe some. Do they have? It do they have a guest? Work. Do they have like a guest setting that's like? Would you like to record the guest at like a shittier <laughs> bit rate? It could have just been a technical uh, malfunction of some sort that it was out of their control. But yeah, I don't think they go back in any capacity and like try to fix it either. So no, no, for sure. They, we they actually don't know we it actually turned out crappy like that. I don't think we had talked about some of the behind the scenes stuff which was interesting so so that was i mean one major nitpick i started listening i was like what the fuck this is what this is going to sound like jesus christ and then um and then just like listening i was trying to be like you know subjective on you know what you know or objective on you know the episode as yeah. being a guest and i thought i, I was I thought it started you. slow i thought it started slow um, i was comparing you to other guests that they have on and i was thinking like if I didn't know you and I was you were just a perfect stranger, I felt like your story was a hell you brought a hell of a lot more to as a guest to one of their shows than some of these other guests do. Like you had like a positive tone like some of the people get on there and they don't even sound like they want to be there and like it's I don't know. Maybe I I'm being you're, too negative, but it was Well, you're like, I was, you're being I, I mean obviously you're biased towards me being on the show and maybe that was exciting, but listen, I tried to be myself i didn't try to do anything out of the or i just kind of played i just kind of went along with what they were saying and tried to chime in and i know what you're saying like they kind of steamroll you a little bit and it's kind of hard to get your you know you know the what whole mean? episode the, the, was almost over before you even got to talk about maybe some of the cool things you could talk about and it's because they're having yeah. so much fun with each other they're having yeah, so much fun yeah talking about the silly stuff that like mm-hmm. oh we still want to talk about that one thing oh we still want to talk <laughs> oh yeah uh what how much time is left you know so yeah so um no it was a thrill i mean it, it was a thrill and i love those guys i love brent and doug i would uh, you know i really i don't know how it played I, I don't know what they thought of like in after hours i did this pitch a pitch that i i've told you about it's kind of a silly movie idea pitch but I did it. I said, "Fuck it. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be honest. Like this is a real thing that I it was like almost like a kind of a dream that I had. That uh, you know, this idea of them kind of doing this marriage story, whatever kind of thing. It, it's it's true. It's all true. And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna be myself and, and tell them the real stuff. I'm not gonna try to come up with something that's not real or, or like you know try to be too cool or anything. Um, and the boner story was a real story that my friend told me, and we always get a big laugh out of it. Somebody on the somebody in the comments said that they heard a comedian tell that, tell that like as a joke or something, in, in a stand-up comedian. And listen, I promise you, this was that was a that's a, my Canadian friend, unless he, you know, stole this from a stand-up comedy and was taking it as his own story. Uh, it's possible people do that. Sometimes. It doesn't seem like my buddy t- is the type to do that. But here's the th- here's what could have happened. He could have the person that told him might have stolen it. You know what I mean? And he would never know. Is this but he heard uh, it. someone I know? It's not. It's my friend Toby who lives in Canada who I haven't seen in over a year because obviously for obvious reasons. Um, but I think hopefully I'm going to see him at 
in England this this summer. We, we work on tennis together, and um, yeah, did anything. So I didn't think it was. I was kind of hoping that the Poundcast would have been. I don't know, maybe funny. Like, was it funny? Like, I, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I I found one of the interesting things is when you pulled up your video, which I was listening to it in the audio capacity, but I've seen that video of you jumping in the pool with your your large body and then <laughs> yeah, you yeah. T- telling about how your whole story with Goud and like I found it very compelling. Like, even though I know the story, I was just feeling like that's interesting, and anybody would be interested to hear your story about this and how jam band workout came to be and like they were very like whoa look at the difference i can't believe that's you like you know it felt like this real kind of thing that they were interested by you know and as a listener i was interested by it not only because it was you but because it's an interesting story you know yeah yeah this this thing that changed your life and how how you live your your life now and i will say i have one Oh, so minor thing okay. about the art thing getting okay no 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 well, I, yeah well listen i wanted to well, this is where i was going here i'm like okay enough about me they i mean they wanted to talk about this art thing brent so doug doug went back and played that thing for brent and was like all right you got to hear this guy you know and his problem with what we said and like you know it's clear that it you know they it affected them your your reaction to that to the point that they really wanted to defend themselves um, well, because for the, I think for the exact reasons that you're the, the exact problem that you have with it and what you've told me, they don't they aren't those guys and they don't want to be those guys. But go ahead. I guess I didn't have any problem with what you said is what I where I was coming from. Like you kind of said exactly what I told you after the fact. The thing I was struggling with with was I thought Doug kind of already knew that that's what you said. And so. It was like Brett was trying to figure out every single possibility of like what I was saying, like which I wasn't saying at all. And, you know, it was like, didn't Doug explain any of this to him or, you know, the the context of it? And then you you said it and then they just went right past it. And so I was just left feeling like, well, I guess I don't give a shit anymore. But the in the moment I was my buttons were pushed and that was my honest reaction. But I do actually think that there are people that go to art museums. Like I wasn't questioning that. I wasn't saying, you know, you're not allowed to critique art when you go to museums. That's not what I was saying. I was I was saying that could they possibly be these people that hate everything and are, are like a bummer to be around and just and I still sort of think that they could be. So I mean, <laughs> uh, sorry if that's my opinion, but um yeah, I I was my buttons were pushed too bad. You 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 were setting up a bit and you were kind of crummy and trolly about it. So what? Like it's not a big deal. They don't have to defend themselves. Like they love art <laughs> and they they go to museums. Like I get it. We all do and we all question it and it's the whole thing. Like I'm very aware that I'm right now critiquing their own stuff. You know, and <laughs> I'm not trying to say how, what what a hypocrite. Like you know, he doesn't want to be judged. I'm not putting myself there all i was saying is in that yeah. moment i got my I thought, listen i, I hope I I, my, you know they, I, I hope that i explained your point of view well you, enough you, you explained it but then right after you explained it you said but i completely disagree with joe so like i was like well you no, just no, said no, exactly, no 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 that's not what i said i didn't did. say i, I didn't say I, com- I didn't say i completely disagree with joe i said i don't i said joe's i, I don't agree i don't completely agree with joe's opinion 
Maybe something like well, that. Well, listen said... back. You hear what you said, and then I was just like, well, he, you laid it all out in my defense, but then you well, listen, but you said I don't agree with Joe. Well, here's so the di- I was here, like, okay. Well, here's the difference. I, when I listened, I knew that it would upset you, but I also, but I also trusted my thought about Doug and Brent as not being those people. I did not question it for a second. I did not. I know you questioned it, and we're like, oh, maybe these guys are like bummer guys that hate everything, and they're like just dummies. I didn't question it. I didn't for one second. I trust in them, and I have followed them enough. So that's where I disagree. I didn't lose focus for a second and say, oh, shit, they said that. Like What I thought was like, oh, shit, that's going to fire up Joe, because I know Joe well enough to know that he's going to get fired up about that. But I didn't, me personally, I didn't question whether they were cool guys anymore or whether they were bummers to be around. I didn't. So that's where I disagreed. So... Yeah, that's, that's it. I I listened to the whole thing. I understood it was the entry point to the bit of where they wanted to talk about their own ideas of an art museum. Yeah. I got all that, and I wasn't even questioning that. I and I I just was saying how I didn't like it. But no, no, it, and it's I, what and happens I, when you listen to a podcast. You respond to things that people say, and it can affect different people differently. <laughs> listen, so, it's it also affected that like they were affected by what you said. You know, this is what's interesting about it is that now they were affected where it's like the it's the first thing Brent wanted to talk about. He wanted to talk about it, you know, before he wanted to talk to me about anything. Like his first thing he wanted to talk about was this thing about the art that he wanted to defend himself because he heard what you said, which yeah, is crazy. Well, but, you know, it, <coughs> it's because people maybe aren't thinking about how they can sound in, in a given yeah. moment and in the in the guise of comedy, like. I get it. They were trying to be funny, and it, but for from somebody no, yeah. that that just is maybe a little sensitive about particular things, like nobody is actually saying these things to me like on a daily basis or anything. Like I, I'm yeah, judging yeah. them, I'm critiquing them, and I'm not an expert, and I don't want to be like, you know, I can't take it on this front. Like they're not critiquing my art, and all they were saying they. The way they approached the bit was, it caught me off guard. But I shouldn't even be talking about it. It's like, you know, it's <laughs> no, I, I know, but cares? that's what's kind. Like, that's what's kind of fascinating that it has gone, <laughs> that it's like keeps coming around again. Because I, I was like, I was, I was interested to see Joe when I went on the Poundcast. I'm like, are, is this something they've talked about? Like, is this going to be a thing? And I didn't have to wait more than two minutes before it was like, Brent was like, oh yeah, I want to talk about that art thing. Like, yeah, definitely a thing. Almost like. You know what I mean? Like part of the reason they even were going to have you like, you know, have me on the show was just like to defend their thing about the art, which was, you know, yeah, was everybody just... wants to defend, defend themselves when they're being questioned. And I get it. Like, you know, yeah. And and so I, I get it. And so I just Brent wanted to just I like, just defend I, my... I go to art shows and I go to every museum and I do this. And I, sure. I know you do. But like it still doesn't you got to stand behind some some things you say sometimes and. It can be taken, it can be taken a different way. I I don't question that they're very into the arts and they are very supportive of lots of art, and then they they question you know how art can be scandalous and there's different you know groups of people that don't belong and like I get all of that and mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not some naive person, but you know I I'll, I'm not gonna say anymore. I I'll just forget <laughs> about it. You know. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good. It's Listen. meaningless, you know. It really is meaningless, and, it, it and is. I get it. I, it is. I have massive respect for the both of them, and 
I really love all the all the things they make, and they make me laugh every week. I I've been trolling them a little bit lately just because you know why not? Like <laughs> fucking Tim does it, and it's sort of fun. And like if if it does actually get you on their show because of something I say, then so be it. Um. Well, how did you? F- so when you were listening, you heard I think early on in the episode, Brett said, "I want to talk about the art thing." So did you hear that and were like, "Oh shit!" Did you? No, I mean, did you know I that that's? That what, you, did you know you that that's what that was? Where I didn't. I thought if it came to light, who cares? Like, no, I know, but like when you're things. listening to a when you're listening to a podcast and you hear that, like, oh, later on we might talk about this subject matter that's going to be involved with you. Like, I mean, your interest wasn't peaked a little bit like, Ooh. Oh, I was, I was interested. I was going to listen. <laughs> like, and I, yeah. I, well, that's I why I said on my way home from work and I sat in my car for an extra <laughs> nine minutes to finish one part of it. So yeah, I was very interested and I listened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's but why I was, I was a lot more interested in like the rest of the show and like yeah. hearing your whole thing and making sure that they heard all your story. Like, they barely even touched upon most of your really cool projects, so you know it's all good. It's all good. I I knew I'm that sure was you'll gonna... catch up with them, but like yeah, I, yeah. I want the world to know about you because your story is fascinating, and uh, people should know about you. And you don't overly promote yourself, so you know you. you what do you think? So what do you think? What do you think that they that they that I could have told on there that I didn't? Well, what, what I project love, or thing? I love Mull Earth. You didn't that, that I mean that sort of came for like one in for like one second. Like I mm-hmm. I love um, you know you could you could have talked more about the, your first film. You could have talked about the I mean you got into Copenhagen and that's a really interesting stuff. And mm-hmm. I hope they watch your stuff and I hope other people do too. I mean it, yeah, well appreciate that. Um, and that's not and they talked about sports quite a bit. They were so fascinated by the idea of sports in general they they probably never have a guest on that has anything to do with sports on the show that it was just like you you, suddenly you're the the sports expert on you know games like they they don't they know so little about hockey that they're just like fascinated by the concept of fighting and hockey it's like i actually thought that was i actually thought that that was actually not a terrible like fights only hockey could be a thing that 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 hasn't been tried whereas every other thing that they talked about i didn't want to burst their bubble but when it comes to sports it's all been thought of okay they do dunking they do just home runs they do just you know and until until they got to the very silly even even the oversized miniature golf stuff i've seen on tv like they're doing it all they've thought like sports has yeah, emptied I mean, the bucket with goofy, it goes back to like quote unquote goofy Nickelodeon ideas. double dare shit yeah all the way guts to like I, I almost modern time like american gladiators like there's they've thought of every fucking random ass thing you could do as a sport yeah. and it's just no fun I mean, to be like it's just no fun to be like well they actually had that oh they actually tried that once oh yeah they did oh that. i know like, but like go so with i didn't them, go with them because they obviously are two guys that don't think about sports in the slightest to where like they think they're coming up with brand new ideas here yeah the only one that i thought was that i hadn't heard was just like fights only hockey which i think people might like the reason why they would never do is because of the reason they're phasing fighting out of hockey is because guys get hurt to like where they're falling on the ground yeah but it would just concussions it would just be like mma or boxing only it's just like and 
just I, fights. I thought you might bring up the the thing about the guy's hockey skate cutting throats that you had to witness, and you know that didn't. Yeah, come in, I, that's what I was immediately thinking. Like, oh, uh-huh. but you didn't take it there, and that was probably wise to not go there because that's really grim. Well, so what, what's yeah? What's funny is I was talking about my last game that game with all the fights that I just worked last week that's going to be my final game for NBC because they lost the hockey contract and um, yeah, so I, I was following that them. very closely and then but yeah so my first game that I ever worked as just to, to allude to the story that Joe's talking about the first time that I ever worked as a lead editor on the show like I, I worked as kind of a, a sort of an assistant for a while but the first game it was like okay Mike you're going to be the lead guy okay and they stuck me on the away feed. So I was working in Buffalo. So that means when you're working on the away feed, the producer and everybody comes in from the other team, which in this case was the Florida Panthers. So you're just working with people that you've never met before. A whole crew of guys, they're your boss for the day and you're, but you're put in this like position. And, um, in the middle of the game, a guy got his neck sliced open and bled all over the ice. And it was the most disgusting thing you've ever seen. And we had footage that nobody has ever seen except for the people that literally filmed the camera. The camera guys only saw their shot that they saw through their lens, but then I was recording all the footage, and it was just very... Talk about a, a moment of <laughs> feeling yourself. Uh, very... Yeah. I almost fainted, and, like, it was a very, very bizarre... I mean, this is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. This only happened a couple times in the history of hockey. It happened in Buffalo already, though. In yes. Our, like... In our it history, did. too. It it's, did. like, nuts. Like, it happened when we were children, also. And we it happened when we were children, it. and our parents were at the game and called us <laughs> uh, to make sure we were okay. And I remember we used to look at the picture. Uh, Charlie Oring had that photo of Malarchuk, and it was fascinating. Yeah, so he, he had... And so that he picture... Had his, he had his neck sliced. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened. Uh, so he had his neck sliced. Yeah, so both of you guys escaped, nicked their, you know whatever what is it the carotid i don't know what artery it is but they're uh the main yeah it's the main artery in your neck so like the yeah the blood spurts out is horrible so <laughs> uh so yeah when i worked this game this guy um you know the producer came back and was like um if we ever see this footage on you know it, like he was basically saying don't we don't want any other human to ever see this footage because it's so bad and it's like it's like so, game of thrones not slicing yeah and there was like up close the cameramen zoomed in you know what i mean like this was covered from multiple camera angles and it was just you know the most i mean you don't see that every day you just don't see that kind of thing covered if you could imagine like okay everybody let's 17 cameras all film this one guy as his neck gets sliced open with a skate and he bleeds all over the ice and skates off like it's not just like the initial interaction, but it's the him skating, holding a hand over his neck and the blood spurting out in between his fingers. It's yeah, fucking he, crazy. He it's almost crazy. died. He almost died yeah, he right almost on died. the ice. Yeah. He actually skated off with his own under his own accord while that was happening and then he you know, he fell to his knees as he got into the bench, but yeah, it was absurd. I mean, just totally insane. So that was the first time that was my first game as a lead editor in the sport and That was uh, uh was that Richard Zednick? It was Zedneck, um, which is funny. It's kind of horrible because, we, you know, Zedneck. Yeah, his, there's like neck right in his name. He had two goals that game. I had a package. I was editing a piece on him. He had two goals, and it was like. He's going to break. No one's going to break that record. Yeah, two goals and a neck slice in one game. That's rough. Um, 
Well, I'm interested to listen back to the to the episode. I haven't had a time to. I think I have a long ride to uh, JFK tomorrow to catch my flight, and I think I'm going to listen. It goes by it fast. Is. It's one of those good ones that it's a long episode, but it flies right by. And that's what I'll say is like, you can always know when it's a, a you're listening to something good is like you don't want it to end. And this was one of those for me. Like I was like, you guys could just keep going. Like it, the you know, to be this, to be fair, we did. We did keep going. We stopped the record, but we stopped. We kept chatting for a while, and then Doug said, "Hey, do you want to just?" You want to hang out for the intro? He's like, we would ne- we've never done this before, but like, if, you know, why don't you just hang out for the intro? And I was yeah, like, I loved it. Yeah, I was pleased. That, uh, they should do that for all the guests. I mean, unless I don't they think they can't, can. I, but I don't know. Yeah, it's just like a little bit demanding because I had to like, you know, they were like, you know how it goes, Mike. The, you know how the intro goes. We're going to talk about vegan jerky for, you know, five minutes and, and then, you know, you can kind of jump in. But I was like, yeah, dude, this is a thrill for me. I mean, it's an absolute. I mean, this is a dream. I mean, this is like. See where the the I am honored. Com- the vegan completely meat is honored. made. Completely, com- I mean, complete. I'm completely honored, and it's a dream of mine to go on the Poundcast. Um, I do, I do love the guys, and I do, um, I do want to pitch them ideas and stuff like that, and maybe like the exact things that they're talking about. Like, how do you, you know, producing and stuff like that? That's like totally my wheelhouse, and totally that kind of organization, and just like getting the things going. Like that is my. That's my sweet spot is getting things going. So, yeah, well, I hope they hope they take they, me up on it. They call you up point. and get get going with stuff with you. But I know you're so many so many things going on in your life right now. It's probably hard to fit another whole thing in there. But you no, should it's pursue a, it's a, it. And it's a back uh, it's a back burner thing. And I'm I'm glad that they're putting their own movie together. And it sounds like they they're doing that, which is cool. And starting yeah, and there, there's probably not been too many like pitches to like make a movie like right on a show like that and then the <laughs> film gets made like back you could go back and track it to like hey remember they were talking about this and then it it comes to become a thing and kevin I think smith it's kind of a cool thing that that tusk happened and you know that movie tusk kevin smith that was from a podcast pitch i didn't see it but uh i i've been that was that was on the that was on the it was on the smod it was a smod cast episode where they literally just like what if there was a movie about like a guy who dressed up like a walrus? Like, and they yeah. literally they literally described the whole movie, and then I, Kevin I Smith went and made it. I heard Justin <laughs> Long talking about how that all happened, but I didn't actually yeah. listen to the podcast. Sort of interesting, but no, I mean that that is. I'm not a huge Kevin Smith fan these days, but I do love how he does. I don't know. I like. I feel like I'm. He's kind of a Tim type character where he. He does lots of things and like just does what he likes and doesn't give a shit. He does a podcast about Batman stuff because he just likes Batman. He does yeah. all these weird things that he just likes and doesn't really give a shit. And I think he's like a happy guy. And he had a big weight loss thing too. So I kind of, uh, I've always been sort of fascinated with him, uh, even though always, some of his shit is kind of corny. But I have there's a there's a soft spot in my heart for him. I was I was a big fan when Clerks and Mallrats came out, and uh, uh, you know there'll always be a place in my heart for those things and and uh, yeah. not that I've seen those recently and then they're probably cringing to watch but uh, I loved it when I was in high school like it was great so yeah um, well I'm glad you enjoyed the episode of the Poundcast I very much enjoyed it um, I wish I could critique it more um, I, like I said I thought it started a little slow um, 
Our buddy Mike Tucci texted me and said, amazing episode. It made me feel very good. He listened like very early on Wednesday morning and it was like, yo, dude, you were great. Great conversational. Um, the audio was dog shit. I don't know what the hell's going on with that, but i um, very upset about that. And, uh, you know, other than that, it was great. And um, I appreciate you, uh, your kind words about it. So, Yeah, I wasn't going to tell you until we did this. I, I would have immediately got back to you, but, you know. It's no, more interesting yeah, yeah. for you to hear it here. Yeah, it? yeah, I know for sure. I, I was, you know, I was looking forward to uh, discussing it. I'm looking forward to listening back again because I am, I'm a critic of myself, as we all are, as I'm sure Doug and Brent are, and I, and I know that's why they are interested to hear, interested to hear what people are saying about them. And I like that they, uh, you know, Doug mentioned a couple times on the episode that, like, oh, now they do like a Poundcast part too. You know, like. That, you know, yeah, we do, and we, we care about it. And there's um, honestly sometimes more to talk about these days with, uh, <laughs> with the podcast and office it, hours. So I have to say, it's harder to talk about th- how they're being funny because it is just them two talking, and you could bring up things that they say and critique it, but it's, I don't know how to really do that exactly. All I will say that I'm always entertained, and even if I don't like something and I don't go back to it or whatever... It's, it's just because yeah. there's so much shit to keep track of, and it's you know the, yeah. I like their stuff, and I I'm not somebody who's gonna say I've listened to you for years and years. I haven't, but I've I've checked in over the years, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm probably gonna continue listening to it. Like I I like them. They have a good chemistry, and I like how witty that you know Brad is, and and Doug is always bring some fresh funny things that have you have you seen their little show that they have on instagram called knocked where it's like these live knock knock jokes <laughs> uh probably not okay pretty funny pretty pretty funny i mean they're like literally like 10 seconds long or something where it's it's like a play on words where he'll say you know i think this last one brent you know it was like knock knock and then doug comes to the door and says who's there and Brent's holding a purse, and he goes purse, and Doug goes pursue. So then, okay, like the word pursue. So then quickly it cuts to Brent like pursuing Doug, like baby, just you know, come on, baby, come on a date with me. And he's like handing him a rose, like so. It's that kind of humor, like real quick. And there's a couple mm-hmm. of them. They're called knocked. Very, very cute, very funny. So, so very much Doug and Brent, and I like that their style of humor. It's really unlike anything else. It's very particular and very strange. And like the, the combo of them is what I like, is that they're very different kind of seeming people. They're different looking and different like, they're just like, they're just different guys. But they, you know, but together they make a great pair. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to wrap us up here. Um, we talked about Mike Tucci a bit. Um, Tucci's... I like that Tucci's given his um, feedback about the show. This is funny. I was gonna, I was going to text him and say, "Hey, Tucci, give me your pitchfork rating for the show this week, and I'll I'll add it." He did it before I even asked. He was all over it. So then I said, "Tell me your guess for the uh, thing." So, love and Tucci. Tucci had a good time on the show last week. He had said that was really fun. So thanks, to Tucci. And the reason yeah, I'm talking I, about Tucci, I really enjoyed it as well. I th- I was it was a joy to have a couple I love people. When people are interested, so you know. yeah, people, other people in my life told me they enjoyed Tucci being on the show. They said they thought he brought a nice energy, 
Um, so Mike Tucci, the reason I'm talking about him is because he's our sponsor. Go to MikeTucci.com for all your graphic design needs. Uh, he has done a great job with my jam band workout stuff, which, uh, you know, that logo's blowing up. It's going all over the Internet. A lot of jam band news this week. All the bands have announced their tours uh, out of nowhere suddenly within a day. I almost thought it was like, do they know, like, did the CDC, like, it was like, okay, here's the day. Fish announces a 35-day tour. The next day, the CDC kind of thing comes out, and it's like really, you know, relaxing the rules. And I'm like, it's a little fishy, a little fishy. Um, You know, you got to think there's... There's money and things like way above, I'm thinking conspiracies here of how this all ties up. But it's like the day before when they announced, a lot of people were like, that's kind of really irresponsible for them, for them to announce a 35-day tour. We really don't know what's going on with this virus still. I mean, we're getting vaxxed, but we don't know how it spreads. And then the next day, it was like, everything's okay. You can stop wearing masks. You know, it's just like, okay, well, interesting timing there, everybody. And then the Grateful Dead announced their tour. And I found it interesting, but... Um, yeah, so that's Mike Tucci. <laughs> um, Joe's work as a Joseph Allen art. He's an artist. He loves art. He makes art. So go check it out. Joseph Allen Art on Instagram and josephallenart.com. There's a website, but the Instagram is where the daily stuff happens. And uh, you go check out his stuff there. Um, yeah, my stuff, jambandworkout.com has all your needs. I just posted a recap of my performance with Spafford, so you can watch that full thing now if that at all interests you. When I went on stage on 420 in front of a huge audience, it's on YouTube, the full video um, with some cool footage, and you know all the boys sent me the footage, and I edited together a little thing. So go ahead and watch that. That's out this week, and uh, that's going to do it. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a great week, and I don't know when we'll see you again. Hopefully pretty soon. Hopefully the guys uh, knock out a couple good eps and we'll be itching to get back on the mic and discuss. But I am busy for a little while, and um, we'll, be, uh, we'll keep you updated online and stuff. So thanks for listening, everybody. Joe, thanks for uh, doing this, and we'll do it again soon. Sounds good. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone.